Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Later in the show, Andy Barons is going to be stopping by the program uh, to talk to Christian McCaffrey. Maybe you've heard of him. He's kind of an NFL superstar. But before then... Dalton and I are going to cover the game coming up this weekend from every angle. The strange week leading up to it. It's weird, Dalton. Uh, how, how's your week been? I know you're kind of like knee deep in, I don't know, baseball, basketball, uh, professional hula hooping, fantasy, whatever. You, you're doing a lot of non-football stuff, but how has the prep week been for you? Yeah, it is a weird time for me because you mentioned I'm actually doing fantasy baseball drafts right now and then in the middle of basketball season. But still definitely happy to talk some football with you. And, uh, you know, obviously this game should be a close and a good one. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it for sure. Definitely going to bet on it because, you know, I'm, I'm not a crazy person. So I'll definitely have some money on the line as well. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you're not a crazy person. It's been a strange week, man. I, I miss um, you know, last year was my first Radio Row experience uh, and. I kind of, I miss it a lot. It was a lot of fun last year. And like, you know, it's, it's great, like catching up with some of these guys on Zoom. And, and um, you know, it's as weird as anything is. Obviously, like if you and I are doing a podcast together in person, it'd be a much more uh, fun experience. Not that this isn't fun. We've been having a blast all year. But it's just more fun when you're in the same room with someone and you can engage with someone. You just get a better dialogue. But same thing with these guys on Zoom. It's better. To, it's cool to catch up. But like last year, you know, it's like you're, you're walking around. Uh, the media center or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I run into Alan Robinson and like, we're not scheduled to talk, but we sit and talk for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And like, get a little, get a little, uh, you know, a nugget here, a nugget there. And like, it's just, it's different, man. I, I, I kind of miss the whole experience that the week normally is. Yeah, you're still doing a good job remotely, though. I was just briefly talking about it backstage to you. You did a good job on a Ryan Fitzpatrick interview I just caught. Uh, I laughed out loud, him talking about his uh, attire and what appropriate button length. Um, plus, tell him to come to the 49ers, man. I wouldn't mind him as a fallback option. But yeah, and you were also talking that you did another interview early this morning. You've been up talking to other people, too, right? Yeah, it's, I had a full date this morning. I uh, talked to Tua uh, about 6.30 Pacific time. He was great. He was uh, oh. easy to talk to. He was a ton of, ton of fun. Uh, also talk to Stefan Diggs and Justin Herbert. I got to tell you what about Justin Herbert. Uh, I know no one cares about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. That was the most interesting interview I've ever had. Not because, you know, we, I mean, we, and we had a good conversation, right? Really good, like 15 minute back and forth. Uh, he was a lot of fun, but I could not believe as I'm talking to this guy and, you know, we're talking about his hair, that whole thing. Like when he, when he cut it, we're getting into that. We're getting into like Austin Eckler, um, his coaches from last year, like Pep Hamilton and the guys, the whole time I'm talking to him, like, he's like a, he, he, it feels like I'm talking to 
a normal, like shy, almost awkward kind of guy. And but meanwhile, he's a star quarterback for an LA football team. I, I it was it was the strangest thing to me, and it almost made me like appreciate him that much more that like he's this very kind of quiet, reserved, just like ha ha ha. Oh yeah, all right, yeah, like very nice guy, very quiet dude. But uh, he, and then he goes out there and he's just slinging it. It it was it was pretty cool to to see that. Yeah. Yeah, the picture I saw of him with the Rookie of the Year award, or um, I think it's what it was, but he looks legitimately like a high schooler. Yeah, very young. Yeah. Man, it's uh, that, that's cool, though. Yeah, no, that's been some some good interviews. So you've been still getting it done remotely, though. Doing the best I can. Also calling uh, DK Metcalf decaf uh, to start our interview <laughs> yesterday. Anyways, enough of that. No one cares about <laughs> this stuff. What people really care about is BetMGM and the action that you can get in on for the game this weekend. As always... Our odds come from our friends at BetMGM who have a deal going right now. Place any bet on Sunday's game and get $100 added to your account immediately, plus an extra $25 if the big game coin flip is tails. I mean, come on. That's a 50-50 shot for $25. Do the math there, people. That's good stuff. Sign up at BetMGM.com slash Yahoo Special. Use the promo code SPORTSBOOK. When you make your first deposit promo valid for users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, Tennessee, Colorado, Iowa, Virginia, and Michigan that are 25 years or older bonus paid in free bets within 24 hours. Terms apply Virginia, man. Shout out to my, my folks back in Virginia. Get on uh, get on Yahoo Sportsbook already. Give me a break. All right, let's get into the game. Dalton. The line is Kansas city minus three and a half. Uh, let's start at the top. Kansas city favored by three and a half points. Uh, who do you got Dalton? Just straight up, up the top there. Give me the Chiefs here. Uh, I will say BetMGM at three and a half um, and the money line at only minus 165. I would lean more just money line here. I do expect a, a close game. But having said that, I'm going to argue Kansas City for most of this podcast. I get that their offensive line is a concern. Tampa Bay gets to play at home. Um, but man, I think there's a huge coaching advantage for KC. Um, last week, they suddenly increased their pre-snap motion by like 20%. It just feels like they were just kind of toying with the regular season and messing around. Mahomes says he's toes healthy. You got Andy Reid in the bye. Uh, you got the bet. I, I, I get it. The trenches, you know, the, it's, it's arguable that Tampa Bay has an advantage at the line of scrimmage. Um, but to me last week or the two weeks ago, the championship game required an Aaron Jones fumble in the 10, basically a Hail Mary at the end of half. Uh, Eric Fisher was, uh, PFF's 46th ranked offensive lineman and the other lineman they have been missing for months. So I get, it's not ideal situation and that's the clear path is Tampa Bay creating pressure, but I see the coaching advantage and Mahomes, and, um, I don't love it. I think the public is all over the money, like 85% of the people are, are betting on the, the chiefs. I don't love that angle, but could consider me the square here because I, I'm definitely not going against Mahomes. And I've been fading Brady to my detriment all year. So might as well do it one more time. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe uh, this team's gotten to the Super Bowl. You're still sitting here disrespecting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, but, I mean, your analysis is all sound. I'm also on the Chiefs, minus three and a half. Uh, I think this is just – it's insane. I I really do think that this team is the beginning of something special that's probably not a hot take, right? But they just feel so unstoppable when they're at their peak and – I mean, it re- it, you said it perfectly. It felt like watching the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game that they this was what they should have been every single week of the regular season. And, I, I mean, I even remember saying this. And after that Ravens game, they kind of went into not a slump, but almost like a, a little bit of a slumber uh, in the regular season. And it just felt like they weren't at their 
weren't at their like max potential or whatever, but um, you could tell that that sleeping giant was always still there. And it's like, why would they, why would they show uh, all of their, all of their cards before the playoffs? And now we're here. And uh, that's, there's a reason that uh, this team, uh, ha- the 56 and a half point total is extremely high, but these are two great offenses. Yeah, it's weird that the KC offense only scored 40 points one time all season, and the Browns did it, I believe, four times. Uh, all their each of their last eight victories before the Bills game had come by fewer than a t- less than seven points. So, um, but yeah, I just think they were kind of hiding their A game, and they're healthy now. And um, it's just uh, Mahomes is just so so good. First of all, let me circle back and give total props to Tom Brady, 43 years old, first year in this system <laughs> with a truncated offseason, and here he is playing in the Super Bowl. And I called it a hell mary, but really nice pass to Scotty Miller. I mean, he's making some plays out there. He hasn't been you know perfect or whatever, but dude's getting it done and in the Super Bowl again. I mean. I mean, this is not a coincidence. I mean, total props to whatever whatever he's doing, the winning culture. I mean, Bruce Arians is calling um, first and 10 two-yard run plays to Leonard Fournette almost consistently in first halves, and here they are still in the Super Bowl despite that. Yes, obviously, the teammate, he picked the right situation, uh, and that defense is, is definitely coming on at the right time. But props to Tom Brady, man. What, 10th Super Bowl? He's played in like 18 or 19% of the Super Bowls that have existed in history or something. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is a high-key legacy game. Um, of course, because of Brady, uh, Mahomes, obviously, if he takes down Brady, he has an early argument for, you know, being able to potentially supplant Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. Andy Reid getting two in a row. You know, remember when it was always with Andy Reid? Well, he hasn't won the big one. Doesn't really did. Never won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, all that. Uh, here we are. He might get two in a row. And I think it's big for Arians and this coaching staff, which I don't know. I, I, I have come a long way with Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator. I think Todd Bowles is calling a defense like basically exactly what you want to do in the modern NFL with being aggressive from a blitzing angle and just trusting your young guys on the back end. I think there's a lot to like about this coaching staff and Arians too. You know, Arians is a guy that took forever to get a head coaching job. There's just, this is a, this is a very, very narrative game. It's a very, very narrative driven uh, final. And I think that that is, you know, kind of reflected in the analysis of, of it. But now that we've taken that view, let's get more micro about some individual players, some individual matchups. Uh, Kansas City might be the only team in America that drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round and still made their finals. Zing. Get it? Get it? <laughs> uh, I got to give props to Ragu, the producer on that, because maybe it's because I have had no sleep. Uh, the last couple of days because of all these early morning interviews, but that made me actually laugh out loud. So shout out to you, Ragu, for a great joke. I did not write that. It is on the outline. And I will take no credit for it. Anyways, how do we feel about the rushing game for both of these teams? Uh, should we be leaning towards like the passing game with all of our props in the higher totals? So first of all, CH is over under is 26.5 yards at betting MGM. Man, that's a sad state, dude. This tough scene. asking for 20. Yeah, that is very tough. And certainly don't love the over there against arguably the league's best rush defense. So I think KC just says YOLO and just calls every pass play constantly. Uh, I, I would think I, I would not fault them at all to just be extremely pass heavy and just completely eschew the run altogether. Whereas I'm not confident that Tampa Bay will do that. Um, and I know that Ronald Jones requires a, a positive game script typically, and he's poor as a, as a receiver. He's an interesting guy at the DFS for $21 in our game. Um, Casey was number 31 run defense in DVOA, and I think that was with the league's easiest schedule. Um, 
Ronald Jones had as many 20-yard runs as Dalvin Cook this year and two weeks off, maybe his thigh injury is healthier. So I could say, I mean, if he has a, that, that would be really the recipe for success to me with Tampa Bay is, uh, is they get out to a lead and I think they might too get the ball first uh, because KC typically defers and Tampa Bay's been accepting it. So that would be their recipe, get out to the lead with, with Ronald Jones taking advantage of a really you know, susceptible run defense. That's KC's biggest weakness by far. Yeah, and the weather for this game might be sloppy. Like, yeah. there might be some rain That's down there in Tampa on Sunday. Uh, obviously, it's an outdoor stadium. No dome there. Uh, I think that there's a chance. I- I'm I'm still, you know, betting on it being a high total game. I'd still take the over because just you don't want to sit there on Sunday uh, and be betting the under and watching Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady just to go dagger after dagger after dagger. And you that's not how you want to spend uh, the night. So don't do that. But there is a chance, there's an outcome, like a potential outcome for this game where it gets sloppy and the Bucks, who, like you said, Byron Leftwich, Bruce Arians, they've been pretty uh, conservative with their first down runs and stuff like that. There's a chance that they do just go out and try to, like, I don't think that there's any scenario where the Chiefs try to establish the run, especially right. against the Bucks defense that's number one in rush defense DVOA basically all year. Uh, but there is a chance, there's a path where, the uh, the Buccaneers come out and try to do that. Keep Mahomes off the field. Like you said, that's the biggest weak point in a Chiefs defense that I actually don't think is getting enough credit for being a big part of why they're back in this game again. Yeah, both safeties should be healthy for Tampa Bay, which, again, doesn't help the run uh, offense for KC. And, um, uh, yeah, I, one of uh, over-under I kind of like is Fournette over 27.5 receiving yards. Um, uh, the, the chiefs are quietly really good against wide receivers. Um, albeit a little bit yep. more vulnerable, the slot I do We'll talk about Godwin, I'm sure, but, um, yeah, they're, they're more vulnerable against the running backs and, and tight ends. And, um, so I could really see Leonard Fournette and them falling behind and being, a, unfortunately, a big part of the Bucks's uh, <laughs> offense this, this weekend with a, a ton of, a, a ton of dump offs to him. Well, you say, uh, you know, you say, unfortunately, but he has played well in the postseason. He's been um, playoff Lenny. Been, You're right. Playoff, playoff Lenny. Playoff yeah. Lenny has been good. And I agree with you on that particular prop because there's just so many ways that it, it can work out, uh, it, especially if we project, as both of us do, the Chiefs to control this game, the Chiefs to win this game, the Bucks will be trailing. And we know that uh, playoff Lenny is going to be out there on passing downs, not Ronald Jones, as you mentioned. I don't even know if LaShawn McCoy is going to be active for this game. LaShawn McCoy, uh, I, I could, I, I, speaking of being at the last, uh, being at last year's game, just having him walk around in a jumpsuit on media night, uh, I'm like, I can't, not even on a riser. You know, it, if I had told myself back in, uh, you know, the early days of playing fantasy football and, and LaShawn McCoy is like a first round pick, like tell myself, oh, he'll win a Super Bowl one day. But he's not going to be on the media risers. He's going to be walking down around with Tevin Coleman uh, for the 49ers, you know, just off in the wilderness. He's going to he might win a second straight Super Bowl and have like no impact <laughs> on the team whatsoever. It's, so it's it's also weird to see Le'Veon Bell on the other side, too. And uh, true total afterthought. He may be inactive. Um, so you keep bringing up uh, last year's uh, big game. And I did subject myself through watching it on NFL Network, the repeat. It's been on my DVR wow. for a full year, Harmon. You know, not only am I a Niners fan, but I had that $20,000 futures ticket on my Niners, too. Both went to flames in that day. But I, 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 you know, I'm over it now. I watched it. The fourth quarter actually did sit through it. My wife, you know, so she turned it off when we were up 20 to 10, celebrating uh, with the defensive uh. turnover. She, she's, I mean, this time, I mean, no, I mean, she turned it off 
I mean, this weekend. She's like, oh, let's just act like nothing oh, happened. Oh, oh. I mean, no, believe oh, me, we oh, watched oh. it. Happen. I thought you mentioned. I, I thought you mentioned no, no, that no, a year no, ago. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. We know. But she's like, this is how I'm going to remember this. And I sat there and I watched it. Now you keep bringing it up. But um, Andy Reid did get it done in the big game. And man, this team is tough. And I look at that Niners defense. The pass rush wore down in the fourth quarter. And that defense, maybe call me a homer, but look at DVOA. That team, definitely a better defense on paper than this Tampa Bay one, um, for what it's worth. And uh, man, I yeah, going against Mahomes. Like you say, you don't want to be the sucker betting, you know, rooting against scoring. Yeah, I don't want to be the sucker rooting against Mahomes, but obviously Tom Brady's on the other side. So that's what makes this so interesting. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned the part about Mahomes and in that game last year, because I mean, if you really think about it, last year, Damian Williams was the best player MVP. on there. Yeah, yeah. Like the, Dude, MVP the first of touchdown that run. Game. I forgot about nice. His first touchdown run was like really broke, like three tackles, was only Sick. a one or two yard run, but it was amazing. Run. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really ended obviously the run at the end. No, he was really good. Yeah. He did. He was probably deserved the MVP there. Yeah. Right. It, it just is, you know, if we're talking about props and, and, and betting and everything like that, it just feels like a sucker bet to take anyone, but, but one of but the, the two quarter. quarterbacks, like Williams could probably not have done more. It's the same thing with James White and Tom Brady. Um, a few I years had ago. Brady in that. I had Brady for MVP in that. I was so lucky. I, I was celebrating yeah. like I won in overtime. And like, oh, by the way, James White has 13 catches. You better be careful before you're celebrating. But you're right. It's just playing the quarterback position gives you an inherent advantage to win this award for sure. Yeah, like Williams could not have done more to win that award last year. And Mahomes could not have done in quarterback adjusted terms any less. You know, like he was he did not play well through the first two quarters, but obviously just goes into freak show mode. And he's so much better now. You know, it's everybody basically that you listen to that's close to the Chiefs or, or whatever will tell you just how like far ahead he is mentally from where he was in 2019, especially his first year as a starter. It just is so scary what this team could be. I definitely have seen, you know, as we're leading up into the game on Sunday, I, I've been saying to myself, like, I'm prepared to talk about Mahomes uh, going into a big game like this, basically for the for the rest of the next like decade. You know, I, I think he could. This this team is just so well set up because they've got their stars. I think they play defense the right way, and Andy Reid is better than ever too. And and the worst part, the craziest part is too. You know, typically with these Super Bowl teams, you start poaching coaching staff like you know you start right. losing coaches oh, yeah the enemy spags these guys are still there uh you know you t- talk about the patriots winning all these super bowls they'd have like three assistants get hired you know every year not so uh with the with the chiefs so it's it's just scary to think about all that but let's talk about the tampa bay offense for a little bit brady's passing yards uh over under three uh 300 and a half where do you uh, where do you come down on that one specifically? Uh, just to note about this passing game, uh, Bucks head coach Bruce Arian says that Antonio Brown looked good in practice on Thursday. He was a full participant. I think AB is going to be playing uh, in this game. Yeah, I, I, if you'd asked me last week, I'd have said no, but it does sound like he is definitely going to going to be out there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Every year, this is going to Casey's going to be playing in this game almost every year. It seems like unless injuries, uh, they're not only the offense. Uh, you know, they've been kind of hiding it with the pre-snap motion. It seems like the regular season, but Mahomes runs in the postseason far more. Uh, assuming his, his toe is healthy, that's a whole other dimension that he just kind of you know just keeps in the in the garage during the regular season to keep healthier. Um, 
Spags has beat Brady before in the Super Bowl. You just reminded me when you said that. But the over-under, that feels about right because I think they're going to be playing from behind. I mean, the, the over-under in this game is just, like you said, 56 and a half points. It just suggests a lot of pass attempts. I think there'll be a lot of uh, – I really like both uh, – both sacks on both sides too. So I, I really think there'll yes. be a lot, a lot of passing in this game. So, so sure. If you wanted me to pick on Brady, I'd probably go over there. Yeah. I was digging into the, uh, the two defenses specifically because I feel like they've been kind of underrepresented in the discussion leading into this game because of the, the quarterbacks and Spags in particular, man, is there a more fun job for a defensive coordinator than to be the, the defensive coordinator for a Patrick Mahomes led team? Because like, who, you know, obviously the yards allowed, some of those metrics aren't great for the Chiefs. They give up a lot of yards after catch. They've given up like nine touchdowns to slot receivers. Um, but at the same time, you can basically just concede. Like, who who gives a uh, if if you give up a couple of drives? Whatever. Who cares? You have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. You know you're always going to be playing with a lead. Or if you're playing in a deficit, a 10-point deficit, you know nothing is safe. You can just basically just muck things up for a drive or two like a few big plays here and there like spag one of the things that i I talked about with tua this morning you know because obviously i think they're the dolphins loss to the chiefs just perfectly uh encapsulates how frustrating it is to play the chiefs you know i I said to tua like this guy patrick Mahomes has three turnovers he throws three interceptions in that game you play a pretty solid game Tua was good in the second half of that game and uh you still lose what's the deal with that like what is the hardest point of like how what's the most difficult thing about facing this team and he talked about specifically Spags's defense and the way that he will call like recklessly call those cover zero uh blitzes you know when basically mm, it's just knowing like very Greg very Greg Williams ish but just not quite in the worst timing in the world uh you know and like he'll just throw that at you he'll be aggressive like that because he knows sure you can give up some big plays you have the best big play offense on the other side there, so it's worth it to call those aggressive plays. And, you know, for whatever reason, Frank Clark maybe phoned it in in the regular season. He, he has been turning it up in the postseason. He turns it up in the postseason every year. And Chris Jones has been a stud all year as well. So um, all that said, I think that Brady can hit over this number. I'm high on the Bucks passing game from just a, a raw yardage standpoint. I just think that the Chiefs defense and Spags in particular can dial up a couple of big plays during the game that really tilt things in the Chiefs' favor. Yeah, I know it's obvious to say, but it's just so Brady's splits on pressure and no pressure this year are just crazy, crazy drastic. And um, yeah, you know, when you can rush for and get to Brady, that's the recipe of beating him. And the Chiefs up the middle can can get that sometimes with the pressure. So that, that'll be key. I see Brady a lot of quick one, slot work to, to Godwin. And like I said, I think Brate, Gronk, and um, Lenny Fournette are going to be very busy, uh, busy this game. Yeah, last time these two teams faced off, which is, you know, there's a lot of history there because of that, like to look back on just recently in week 12, these two teams faced off. <laughs> and I think Spags blitzed Brady on 50% of his dropbacks. So there's going to be a wow. lot of heat, going to wow. be a lot of heat thrown wow. at Brady here. They've got no problem doing that. So I think that's a perfect transition to some of these individual players. So let's get right into it. Um, there are props for literally anything on bet MGM. I mean, I'm, I was going through the page this morning 
and uh, it is outrageous. There, it's almost overwhelming. There's so many things to look at there. Uh, you can bet on the color of the Gatorade that will be dumped on the winning coach. Uh, orange, by the way, is the plus 140 favorite. Uh, I don't know about that. My personal algorithm, I don't know about yours, Dalton. My personal algorithm <laughs> is telling me blue, um, but, you know, keep that in mind. Let's let's dive into some player props. These are ones that stuck out to me. We talked about the running backs earlier, but Daryl Williams over – 13 and a half receiving yards at plus 110 and over two and a half catches at plus 155 stood out to me. Uh, we talked about CEH earlier. You know, he had seven yards on seven touches last week, and that's the first time we've seen him, not last week, but last game uh, in the AFC Championship. That's the, that's the first time we've seen him since uh, that game against the Saints where he got hurt. Uh, I don't know what the deal with CEH is right now. Is he he might still be banged up? He he got pulled from that game. You don't know whether it was for performance, whether it was for um, you know, just a, a reaction to the injury. He took a big hit at one point, but uh, I think they trust Daryl Williams. I think that he has played really well in pass protection as a receiver when they've asked him to. He's averaging over three yards after contact per attempt in the postseason. Uh, I would be, these are very, very modest numbers. So I'm not saying that he's going to go crazy, but I think there'll be a couple plays on Sunday where you got to text your buddies in the group chat and be like, no, 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 no. This is a different D Williams. Not the same one from last year. This is a different one. And he's still making big plays for the chiefs. Yeah. I like this one. Uh, uh plenty CEH. Um, he took a, a shot and did not return to the game. La- uh, last time we saw him, yeah. there've been no reports of injury. So I assuming he's totally fine, but that was weird. Um, he was also uncharacteristically playing some third downs before leaving, but all season it has been Daryl Williams' job on third down, and they're not going to be able to run the ball with any success. So, yeah, why not the over on These seem light, and the fact you get plus 155 juice on the two-and-a-half catches. Tampa Bay, I yeah. think, has been one of the team's the leakiest there. So um, I think it's – yes, I'm with you on these. Daryl Williams is, the, t- is the, the running back that the Chiefs trust the most right now, without question. For sure, and and it's deserved. You know, I think Ceh can have a bright future. I think he might make right. a good, you know, sneaky post hype sleeper candidate for next season. But I would still, I would slam both of these. I, I'm very, very confident in that these could hit relatively early too. Especially, we'll talk about the pass rush uh, later. But if if they've got a lot of aggressive rush coming because of those tackle injuries, you could see a couple screens early to a guy like Daryl Williams, and he hits both of these. Uh, relatively and early yes, on in the action. Tam- for what it's worth, for what it's worth, Tampa Bay has allowed the most receptions to running backs in the NFL this year, the regular season. So, boom, let's there go. There let's 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 uh, ha- uh, empty the bank account on Daryl Williams. That's uh, something <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying. Daryl freaking Williams. All right, let's move to a player that I actually really like and think is fantastic. Uh, I have been rewatching Chris Godwin heading into this week, uh, and it's like falling in love all over again, man. This guy is such. A stud. Uh, he literally, Dalton, I don't think he has a weakness in his game. Um, gets open, gets off the line of scrimmage. Obviously, they use him a lot in the slot, but he can win against press on the outside. One of the best contested catch receivers in the NFL. Um, great after the catch. I know he's had some drops and a couple of goofballs are getting on me about that. Give me a freaking break, people. This guy dropped four yeah. passes. Four passes. In the three seasons prior, in in this last regular season, 2019 and 2018 combined. So give me a break. Uh, he's playing. He, came he had back a pin in his game. hand. Didn't he literally have a pin in his hand? Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah that's most receivers wouldn't even be playing. A lot exactly. of receivers wouldn't even be playing. Yeah. 
guys banged up all year. You'll see him. Uh, I, I wrote a pressing questions preview article for, for the game on Sunday. And, like, you'll see them use him. Like, he blocks his ass off, too. He's out there just just hitting people at the line of scrimmage, chipping folks. Um, I, I love him. I think he's, he's heading into free agency, too. Potentially, I think he might end up getting tagged. Uh, but the Bucks do have other guys like Shaq Barrett, Lamonte David that are that are going to hit free agency. Obviously, then they've got players lower down the, the list like Fournette, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. There's no lock that Godwin's back in Tampa Bay. And like, I think he could go way over yeah. this 73 and a half yardage total at minus 110 uh, and, and really end his contract year with a bang. And basically, I think that if, and if he gets the free agency, every team should line up and try to get him in, in the building. Because I think he'd make any wide receiver room better. I, I'm just, like I said, going back and watching him again uh, and charting him a little bit, he is, I'm like, it's I'm full head over heels all over again. Yeah, there was some advanced nerd EPA stats suggesting he was the best receiver last year. Good to hear your eyes uh, agree. Um, he's so good. I forgot he was going to be a possible free agent until I heard that recently. This seems like a slam dunk almost too easy, 73 and a half, because the setup here, they're going ha- to be having to throw the ball. Um, the outside is, is, is tough against KC, but the inside has been much easier. Warren Sharp went into greater detail, but they are the most vulnerable against the slot. That's where Godwin lines up 75% of the time. Uh, the setup here just looks, uh, if, he's, if he stays healthy with the juices minus 110, Godwin over 73 and a half would be my single favorite prop for sure. I love it. Uh, by the way, he won't even turn 25 until later this month, Chris Godwin. He's just, a, he, yeah, is, he is a gem. Also, by the way, great, great person. Great guy. Um, just anyways. Enough about By the way, Mike Evans, Mike Evans was like still missing practice with that hyperextended knee. And, and like, yeah. I guess Brown playing hurts, but I mean, I don't, I don't think those other guys are that healthy, uh, fully healthy at all. So I, I exactly. really like Godwin to, to be a big, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Godwin sees 15 targets in this, this week. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense with all of those uh, pressure looks that could come after Brady. Makes sense to get uh, the ball out of his hands quickly. Godwin is that guy, of course. He's also their best. I think he's their best downfield receiver right now, too, because of the the looks that they get him over the middle uh, on some of the more play action based stuff that they've been doing lately. And and like I said, the, some of the play action that they run off duo and like they leak Godwin out of the backfield through the gap of the offensive line. Show me another receiver in football that's shooting the gap. Uh, to get open in the middle of the field. Nobody's doing that. He's a stud. But speaking of some of those Tampa Bay wide receiver injuries, I also thought with Brown banged up still, with Mike Evans maybe still nursing a little bit of that knee injury, like you said, Scotty Miller over one and a half catches at plus 135 stood out to me as well. Sure. Yeah, I don't feel strong on that one. It's, it seems about right if Brown does return. He might only see one or two targets, but um, sure. But you're getting the juice. I'm not going to argue against you. Yeah, just toss a little bit at it. I'm not I'm not going crazy over that. But, you know, that Scotty could get a couple of looks or something like that. Bruce Arians is t- yeah. he's talking him up a ton. So and just know. $11 in our DFS, I used him in my official lineup uh, or uh, going to, to go up, I believe, on this site. So, yeah, really. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I could see a setup there. What a nice pass and, and, and catch at the end of that Green Bay game. Uh, oh, by the way, Godwin was downfield, as you said. That was a sick play, too, against a Green Bay, man. Really nice downfield play. He's not just out of the slot for sure. Yeah, he's a stud. Uh, also, we're talking about all these Tampa Bay uh, pass catchers. I like Brady over 25 and a half completions at plus 120, getting the juice, like you said. Uh, I, I just expect him to – he has had like a lower completion percentage in the playoffs, uh, but I, I think that they go more quick passing in this game. They go some of that uh, – like like I said, get the ball out of your hands fast, more of that Tom Brady style. 
just because of the defensive matchup that they're facing. So I like that one as well. Yep, that one makes sense. What's the next one? The the sacks. Let's talk about that one. Sacks. Let's let's get into the sacks stuff here. I'm taking every sack prop I can get. Total sacks for the game over thir- over three and a half at minus one seventy five. Bucks sacks over one and a half and Chiefs sacks over one and a half. Uh, I'm taking both of those two. I think that there's these are two of the most blitz happy teams in the NFL. They're two, the most yeah. aggressive pass rush teams. They've got guys like JPP and Shaq Barrett on Tampa Bay's side that are going to be hunting after fringe NFL tackles. Uh, Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark are playing really well. Uh, I like all three of those. Yeah, Tampa Bay third highest pressure rate this season. We've outlined Kansas City's offensive line problems. You said how Spags went crazy with the blitz. I mean, also, just look at the over-under here, 56 and a half points. That suggests there's going to be a lot of pass attempts and not a lot of running. So, exactly. uh, yeah, I, I think that looks, uh, it, it would be my second favorite, would be the over here on the total sacks. And uh, if you want to get really freaky, and who doesn't want to get really weird here uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, I kind of sneaky like, um, Legereus Sneed at plus 450 to get a sack. Over under, obviously, 0. 0.5. Uh, Legereus Sneed is their nickel corner. Um, he has two sacks on the year. He has a, I mean, this has nothing to do with sacks, but he's he's come on really strong for them as a, as a defensive back. Rookie, not a high draft pick, but has basically been the best corner. 53 passer rating allowed in coverage per PFF. Like, he's become a pretty clutch guys cleared the nfl concussion protocol he's gonna play like i said plus 450 uh he gets one sack in this game we're talking about kansas city blitzing a lot get weird folks this is where you can show everyone that you're the smartest person in the room oh i like it i love the crit yeah the more bets the better i'm, I'm in on him i mean he has definitely been playing well all right so now that's those are the ones that i picked out uh now ragu our very humble producer uh, McCole Hardman, anytime to score a touchdown plus two seventy five. How do you feel about that? Yeah, hard, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not not bad at plus two seventy five. Uh, obviously, you're, only, you're not banking on a ton of volume there, but sure. Uh, who am I to question? Question producer Ragu. Uh, he's a I don't know if you know this diamond player in Yahoo Fantasy. So uh, that's right. That's seriously, be- yeah, yeah. He's better than me. Uh, you can't you, sure. listen. He's not even on the mic right now. What a what a humble guy. Uh, listen. His other thing we want to talk about is the MVP by 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 position. Quarterback is minus three fifty, as we uh, talked about earlier. Any other position is plus two sixty. Linebacker specifically, plus sixteen hundred. Um, you know, Devin White was like the player of the game against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Levante David, I think, is finally getting his due as a really underrated defensive players. Uh, really, def- as a really underrated defensive player. So uh, I don't know. There's a chance there, Ragu. That's aggressive, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, Do you feel yeah. good about anyone else but a quarterback potentially winning MVP? No, I don't. We already talked about James White, Damian Williams, and the QB playing you know, not nearly as well, winning those respective years. And now we have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the two you know, biggest stars at the position. So I wouldn't try to get cute. One thing I would say is if you're, uh, instead of betting Chiefs money line minus 165, you could go Mahomes at even odds. I mean, that 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 sure. would definitely be a route I, I would consider is if I wanted to to go with the MVPs. I would consider that if you were just wanted to instead of going Chiefs money line, consider Mahomes at even odds to win to win the super, to the, to win the MVP. I like that. I like that. That's smart. All right. Prediction time, Dalton. Sunday's headline. Sunday night headline coming out of the game. What's it going to be? 
Yeah, I'm not a good headline writer, but I got Chiefs 31-24. So I'm going to go slightly under and uh, Mahomes raises yet another MVP award. All right. Look, I, I, I think that that uh, I think we we see some sort of, you know, if we're writing headlines, if we're trying to do some clickbaity stuff, you know, young goat over old goat. Who's the new goat? Uh, this goat of this goat. I think the Chiefs win this game. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not I don't know about you. I, I've never been like I, oh, I'm a big Tom Brady guy. You know, the Patriots annoyed the hell out of me for a long time as a dynasty. I kind of sneaky think that it's cool that Brady is in this game um, with a different team. There's so many people worth rooting for. Like, I'm just gonna say this, and people can hate hate me if 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 they don't like this take. Maybe you hate me, Dalton. I hope not because I really like you as as a human being. But people, <laughs> if you're still if you're cynical. A lot of my friends are cynical about this, and and I don't have uh, the fortitude to say this to them in the group chat. So I'm going to say it on the podcast. If you're still cynical about Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl, like oh no, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and you can't, you're not seeing the forest, you're not seeing the forest for the trees. There's so many players worth rooting for, and coaches worth rooting for on the Buccaneers staff. You know, Bruce Arians putting together one of the most diverse staffs in the NFL. Guys like Chris Godwin, young studs like that. Uh, Mike Evans, a guy who is one of the most consistent players in the NFL, never gets his due. Guys like Levante David, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, a guy with a great story. Uh, obviously, then there's Ndamukong Sue. We don't need to talk about that one. There's so many people worth rooting for on the Bucks that, like, I, I actually wouldn't mind if they win this game, even with the Brady factor, because it'd be so great for Arians and Godwin and all these other folks on this staff. But man, I, I just, I, I just, I don't know how you beat Mahomes at, at his peak, and I think he plays at his peak at this point. I hear you about it. it's cool that Brady's what he's doing, man. It's just, it's, and now he may even be better next year with uh, you know learning the system and without the shortened off season. He says he's going to play till forty five, maybe longer. It is just, it really is remarkable when you consider what other quarterback, Hall of Fame, inner circle quarterbacks have done far younger than him and what he's doing. It's just, it, it's uh, he's making it look easy too. So. uh yeah, I, I, I like the storyline on both sides. And uh, we made a whole podcast without saying that uh, Travis Kelsey is the same age as Rob Gronkowski. Not a lot of Gronk talk. It's kind of cool rooting for Gronk, yeah. too. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. Gronk and Travis Kelsey being the same age, um, actually, that blows my mind. Um, I forgot about yeah. that. That's And by the way, I can't believe we didn't talk about like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. We don't want to have a three-hour podcast about one game. I think we'd both be fired uh, if that was the case. So there's a lot more that we could have uh, dove into. But we gave you a good amount. And now we're going to give you one last treat, which is Andy Barons had a chance to sit down with Christian McCaffrey, the reigning number one overall pick in fantasy. Let's hear what they had to say. We are excited to welcome Carolina Panthers all-pro running back Christian McCaffrey uh, consensus number one fantasy pick, I think, again in 2021. But first thing first, uh, how are you feeling? Are you are you are you healthy now? I know you dealt with shoulder and some leg injuries throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm healthy now. Um, you know, it was obviously a frustrating year for me, um, but you know, one that, that that I think I learned a lot from, got better, and. Uh, you know, luckily I didn't have any major surgeries or, you know, a whole lot of, you know, crazy structural damage. So for me, um, you know, I'm back now and, and, and very hungry for next year. Is there, is there anything beneficial about taking part of a season and just, and just watching like from the, from the sidelines or from a suite, or is it just all terrible to have to watch? 
Oh, no. I mean, I mean, obviously, initially, um, you know, and, and in my case, uh, it was frustrating because I felt like it was just one after another and um, it can get exhausting. But, um, you know, you have to quickly transform that mindset into, you know, making it something that you learn from. And, you know, while nothing's necessarily positive about not playing, uh, you know, like I said, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about football and, and the team in general and got to take myself you know, out of the, the field and, and look at all the dynamics and in-game situation and see kind of how coaches react, what players respond best to. Um, and I think ultimately that'll help me as a leader, uh, you know, on this team. And, um, you know, I, I, I got to say it was very uh, encouraging watching, you know, all my teammates grow and continue to get better throughout the whole year. Uh, so many guys stepped up, so many guys, you know, did what they do best and that's make plays. And so for me, uh, being able to see that. And, and, and I think there's a, there's an aspect too, to, uh, you know, when you have something taken away from you, uh, you kind of develop a new love for it. You know, I've never missed a game in my life, so I don't really know what it's like not to play up until this year. And now, you know, I kind of have that appreciation for this game and true love for it. So, you know, I think when there's times where maybe I'm tired or maybe I'm not feeling well, I'll kind of just look back to the times where I wasn't allowed to play and, uh, it's just more fuel to the fire. You know, one of the one of the the crazy things about you, and it's it's super old school, is that you you actually not only do you not miss games uh, until this past season, you never come off the field. Um, and th- this is just not a thing that we see from almost any other running back in the NFL, right? Like you don't see it from Derrick Henry, you don't see it from Kamara, you don't see, like nobody does it. Literally half your games last season, you played every offensive snap. Um, is that just a, a point of pride with you? Is that where does that come from? Um, you know, I, I honestly, I never, you know, I, you know, I think you got a lot of backs who, who you know, take. Uh, a couple plays here and there and, and, and rightfully so. And sometimes maybe I should, um, but, you know, I've always played every snap you know, in high school, played both ways, every snap um, college, you know, played almost every snap. So for me, I'm just used to it. I never do anything else. And, um, you know, I, I love playing football and, and I conditioned myself to, to play the whole game. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I always want the ball in my hands. And, and so for me, uh, you know, you can't do that on the sidelines. So, I think if there's an opportunity to get the ball, uh, you know, I want to be in and, and, and I prepare that way. So that's that's really where it comes from. So, yes, it's a pride thing, <laughs> so to say. And I think, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, there's a lot of coaches that would argue with me and they're probably right. But uh, just the you know competitive aspect of me is I like playing because I want to win and I think, you know, I can help the team win. So um, that's that's really why. So I think I think what we're hearing is that you are the no question, no hesitation, number one overall fantasy pick. Again, uh, don't even consider anyone else, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, uh, you got to ask the fantasy owners. I don't I don't play fantasy <laughs> football, but um, I can tell you just about every conversation I have with, you know, fans or people in public is about fantasy football. So I, I learn more about, um, you know, what people think of me every day just through fantasy football. <laughs> I don't even have to check. You know, I just go to I go to the fantasy chat boards and, and I know what people think about me. And this year was not a great year for me in that aspect. So um, but but no, I you know, I think uh, fantasy football is a great, you know, great way to to add more fans and, and to keep people close to the game in a way that's never happened before. Yeah, well, you've banked a lot of goodwill with the fantasy crowd. So I so I wouldn't worry about that. 
Um, I want to I want to ask you about uh, uh, it, not even this season, but the off season that led into 2020, um, because obviously I think everybody listening knows that Carolina had an incredible collection of new pieces, right? New head coach, new coordinators, new quarterback, new faces on both sides of the ball. Um, and yet and you picked the worst possible season to do it, right? Everybody's just meeting by Zoom. Um, nobody's together, no OTAs, no preseason, no, no anything. Um, and yet you guys came out of the blocks three and two. And even, even a bunch of the losses were, were almost coin flip games. You guys played the chiefs incredibly well. How did, how did the coaching staff, and I suppose a lot of this credit goes to Teddy as well. How did everything come together? And and you guys were just so ready. You did not look like a group where everybody had just met. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I think that stems from the ownership down um, and making no excuses. And, and and so it's a program where, you know, when Matt Rule took over, I think a lot of people had questions. But, um, you know, as a player, those questions were answered quickly, you know, set the standard very high. And, um, you know, he holds everyone to a high standard, whether it's coaches or players. And that's something as, as a player you like to see because, you know, you know, people will be held accountable. You know, the standard is always high. And, um, you know, as a, as a player on the team, you know, you, you have a want to, to reach that standard. And, and as a competitor, you want to get there to where, um, you know, you're, you're right in line with the goals. But, you know, despite all the challenges uh, that, that you, you know, we had to deal with, um, there was never any excuse making. There was never any, uh, well, you know, well, we had this and we had this. And in reality, uh, you know, that that would have been easy to do because it was challenging. You, know, you have a whole new staff. Uh, you have a whole, you know can't tell you how many players were new on the team, whether they got traded here or, or, or you know, or free agent signings, um, you know, so we had, we had a new team, you know, I mean, and we were young as well. We had a lot of young starters um, and even the veterans who came in uh, were new. So you can, you know, you, young might not even be age. It might just be young to the team. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of challenges, but I love the resilience of our guys. And I think that's something that's a sign of a good team that's trending in the right direction are guys who hold the standard high no matter what the result of the game is, who come to work every day, uh, you know, practice extremely hard. And, uh, you know, whether it's the 13-year the veteran or the rookie, um, guys, were, guys were working their butts off. And so for me, like I said, from the outside looking in, that was encouraging. And it kind of makes you it, – it's encouraging, but it also sucks because you want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of that. Um, but I think our guys did a great job, and, and I think moving forward – um, it's only going to increase. I gotta, I gotta ask you, were you, were you scared for a minute there that Alvin Kamara was going to come after that reception record for, for the running back position? Cause he was on pace through like half a year. Yeah, he, he was definitely on pace. Um, you know, and, and, and I didn't even know about it until, you know, a little <laughs> bit later. Someone, someone asked me the same question and, um, you know, I mean, it, it's cool. I, I think he, he's a guy and, you know, I've been playing against him for a while now and talked to him. A whole bunch. Um, I think there's definitely a, a a special thing about him, and you know, I hope we continue to push each other. You know, um, I know I look at his game and I try to replicate a lot of things, and um, just watching the film, there's so many different things in his game that that are so special. So, um, you know, he's a guy that I have the utmost respect for and, and love watching play. Before I let you go, um, I'm an Iowa grad, so I just want to give you a moment if you want to to apologize to the people of <laughs> Iowa for your mistreatment of my Hawkeyes during the 2016 Rose Bowl. Listen, man, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have 
apologize. But I'll tell you what, Iowa had the nicest fans in the world. I got to say that. You know, I couldn't couldn't say enough about how, how nice they were. It was pretty amazing. I thought they were going to hate me, but, you know, they definitely <laughs> so, um, Yeah, but, you know, I got to take my victories when I can, man. I mean, that oh really was amazing. So, so that's one that, that, you know, I look back on and it was an amazing year. That was incredible. You were like you were like a visitor from from I don't know playing down from another league. That was incredible. We hadn't seen anything like that all year. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks again to Lowe's in the Lowe's home team. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Andy. Great chat with Christian. Now, before we get out of here, Dalton, we talked as much about the game as we possibly could have. I feel like we actually could have talked a lot longer on it, but um, you have been very busy in the lab doing a lot of other stuff. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned that Tyreek Hill had, what, nearly 200 yards in the first quarter when these guys first met. So that should be uh, should be another fun matchup. But, um, yeah, what am I doing? I have an NBA pickups column Friday morning, so check out that. I'm definitely uh, going to soon uh, fire out some, uh, some fantasy baseball stuff, too. So, uh, yeah, good talk with you, Matt. I love it. Always good talking to you, Dalton. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of other stuff coming up that uh, the people, the real fantasy folks, you know, that, that tune me out for – a few months of the year like throw uh matt Harmon underscore byb throw that on mute because i'm not putting out any fantasy baseball stuff i'm not putting any fantasy basketball stuff out you just tune into dalton's feed and that's where you're going to get the goods that's where the real diehard fantasy sickos are going to but uh in the meantime while you are awaiting dalton's next great fantasy basketball article and tips piece check out the podcast that we have at yahoo sports because we've got a lot of them the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast with Charles Robinson and Therese Paler. The Yahoo Sports College podcast with Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, and our friend Pat Forty from SI. And post it up with Chris Haynes to talk all things NBA. Follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Matt Harmon underscore BYB on your mute page. And, of course, that's at Dalton Del Don. We'll be back with our wrap-up show next week. But until then, we're out. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.